Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette and here with me is Omar Posos. What's going on you guys? In today's episode, I am going to essentially give you guys five questions that a person with a growth mindset asks themselves. So what does that actually mean? What is a growth mindset? A growth mindset means that you essentially believe that your talents, your qualities, your traits, your intelligence, these are things that can be developed over time. Um, Compare that to a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset essentially believes that you believe that your intelligence, your talents, that these things are fixed. So meaning that if you're not inherently good at something, if it doesn't come to you naturally, then you probably believe that you'll never be good at it. So you'll often hear the discussions about growth versus fixed mindset in the context of essentially saying that the difference between the fixed and the growth mindset and um, really just how the people with growth mindsets, they tend to just excel more than those with fixed mindsets, which is why differentiating between the two and bringing awareness to which mindset you have is so important. And and this is why we here, you know, um, at VGFN, we actually have growth mindset as one of our core values on our team. We also have it as one of our four pledges that our clients, when they come in for coaching, it's something that they have to agree to in order to become a client with us. You have to agree to be growth-minded. So let's talk about how can you become growth-minded? Like how, how can you start to cultivate that within yourself? A lot of it comes down to the questions that you ask yourself. So all of that to say, that's why today I am going to essentially just share with you guys five questions to bring to your awareness that you can start to ask yourself on a daily basis, if not just as frequently as possible to start to allow yourself to become more growth minded. Yeah. And I mean, Vanessa, how important is mindset when it comes to nutrition and fitness? It is everything. Yeah. And that's the mindset piece in terms of being growth minded versus fixed minded, that's exactly the differentiator I would say in people who have success with their fitness versus people that don't because people who don't have success are the ones that just think that it should come naturally to them. They think, well, I'm not naturally thin. I'm not naturally, um, you know, able to control myself with food. Like I see other people who seem to just naturally be those things. And because I'm not naturally that way, it's not possible for me to ever be like that. Yeah. And I think that also goes into say that, you know, to the people out there that sit back and you're like, oh, you know, that athlete on TV or that supermodel or that guy on the cover of, you know, men's health or whatever, I will never look like that. 
because A, Y, or, you know, A, B, C. But you don't realize how much work goes into that, how much, like you said, mindset goes into, you know, having a body or having a, um, a physique like that, right? Exactly. Well, let's, let's dive in. So question number one that growth-minded people frequently ask themselves is, what can I learn from this failure? So, you know, if you have a growth mindset, then you know that failure, it's, it's a stepping stone. It's not a stumbling block, meaning that failure is just an opportunity to learn. It's expected in our journey with fitness and health and just becoming better people. But those who have more of a fixed mindset, they tend to view failure as something that's emotionally triggering, as something that happened to them. So, they see it as like, you know, when I fail at something, you know, I've tried losing weight before, I failed, I regained the weight or I wasn't able to lose the weight at all. So that just defines me as someone who's unable to lose weight. They define themselves by their failures as a fixed trait. So failures though, like as we know, whether it's in your health or your fitness, your career, like any area of your life, failures are normal and expected. It's a it's a natural part of the human journey in life. And if you want to take yourself to the next level in life, then you need to always be asking yourself, what can I learn from this failure? And it's a lot easier said than done, right? I mean, when you have a person or somebody that's going to or through a really shitty situation to tell them, hey, what can you learn from this? is extremely hard for them to sit back and be like, oh, I learned, you know, ABC or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I like to focus on and that I like to, you know, read upon, read on and, and, and just kind of explore a little bit more is when you're in a bad situation, when you're in a, a, a painful situation more than anything, like what can you control in that certain time, right? Mm-hmm. One of those things, going back to your original point, is your mindset. So your point of view on things. Um And a lot of times, you know, people that are struggling, they tend to do the opposite. So they focus on like the nature of the situation, like I said, the painful part of it, when in fact, they really should be focusing on um, like the mindset stuff, the, the fact, the stuff that they can control. So when it comes to a lot of this fitness journey stuff, like you're trying to start and create, you know, these new habits that are completely new to you. So, you know, right off the bat, I'll be dead honest, you're probably going to suck at them. But if you quit, you'll never become like the badass, strong and confident woman that you want to be, right? But instead, what you should do or what you need to try and do is focus on the fact that, you know, failing is a stepping stone and not a stumbling block. And then when you go and and keep repeating those afternoons in the gym, when you don't want to go to the gym and instead you're like, hey, I could be on my couch, you know, drinking wine and watching TV. If you start to repeat those patterns and maybe... I don't know, do meal prepping and, um, you know, do a lot of the workouts that you're supposed to do. Um, those habits are going to start to turn into skills. And ultimately what's going to happen is you'll sharpen those skills and it'll be like a super powerful weapon for you to become that confident, badass woman that you want to become. Exactly. The, if you're starting, that was kind of long and in, in, in a bit of a rant, but it's so powerful. It really is. Yeah. If you are starting your health and fitness journey, there is a 100% chance that you are going to fail. Yeah. You are going to fail at something throughout this journey. If you don't, that's, it, that just doesn't happen. People it almost wouldn't be normal if you did not Like if you went to the gym and you didn't feel awkward or if you didn't really be like, oh, I don't know what the hell a deadlift is. Like, that's okay. That's part of the journey. That's part of what you're doing. Exactly. I talked about this with our client community this week. 
that, you know, I've been sick this week. You can probably hear it in my voice if you're listening to the podcast. Um, but I had a pretty nasty cold. So you know what? I didn't go to the gym. I didn't work out at all this week. My step count was really low. I wasn't hitting my macros. Like on paper, I looked like this week was just a big fat failure. And a lot of people I see, you know, the, the fixed mindset people, they never reach their goals because when these inevitable failures, quote unquote, happen, they let it completely throw them off. They act surprised that like, oh my gosh, I've failed something. This isn't supposed to happen. I'm supposed to be 100% perfect all the time. This means that I'm a failure because of this happening. Like this blip in the road means that I am incapable of ever reaching my goals. And so they allow that one little blip to become a huge block for them. And they let that become the the turning point where they never reach their goals, as opposed to people who do reach their goals. They know that you're not going to be 100% consistent. They All that they focus on is being 100% consistent with getting back on track after the failures. The consistency itself, you're not always going to be perfect. You're going to have blips in the road. But if you can learn from it and say, okay, how can I take what I've learned from this week and apply this to future experiences, then you get better and better and better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not what you do every once in a while. It's what you do every day. Exactly. Well, question number two that you can ask yourself to cultivate a growth mindset is, how can I get myself out of my comfort zone? Now, if you want to improve in any aspect of your life, then you're going to have to get on you're going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like you signed up for the hard road the moment you decided to go after your dreams. If you're listening to this podcast, I can tell you, you're already, you're on the hard road. You've already signed up. You're on the journey. So guess what? That means that you're going to have to face some discomfort. The moment that you decided to elevate your expectations for yourself, your standards for yourself and become better, you're, you're raising the status quo for yourself. So it's going to require you to push the edge to the outer edges of your limits, physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually, and just in every aspect of your life. And so that's why one of the questions that you need to be just constantly asking yourself is what do I need to do to get out of my comfort zone? And as you're getting out of your comfort zone, what you're going to see is that you're going to make a lot more mistakes But again, the person with the growth mindset also understands that mistakes don't mean that you're done. Mistakes is part of the journey and that making new mistakes, that's making progress in disguise. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like I said, same thing with with question number one, being getting out of your comfort zone is scary. It's frightening. It's daunting. And I get it. It's not easy. But like you said, the moment you decided to start something new was the moment that you signed up for the hard road and there's going to be challenges and, you know, a lot of hard days and a lot of, I don't know, maybe tearful afternoons that you're just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But again, it's not a stumbling block. It's a stepping block. Exactly. Like I did not, I would not be here in this position as a successful coach, a successful business owner a successful personal transformation in my own health and fitness. I wouldn't be here with any of these things if I had never leaned into discomfort. If I shied away from the feelings of discomfort, 
I would not be here. But instead, I actively chose every time I felt like, ooh, this this seems scary. I'm not so sure how this is going to go. I don't know about this. This is like forcing me to grow a little bit. I would say, you know what, that pit in my stomach, that's a sign that I need to do this. And I would lean further into that. And it's always worked out for me. Yeah. And I think too, honestly, I think this is the difference um, between somebody that goes and and tries to do a fad diet that's going to work for 30 days versus somebody that, you know, knows that it's a hard process, that it takes time and does the due diligence in order to get there. Because the person with the fad diet, you know, in 30 days, they, 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 they haven't made the right foundation. So they go back to their old habits and then, you know, that weight basically comes back on. But if mm-hmm. you put in the work, if you put in the, the boring stuff into what you do, then you start to learn what it takes to become a, a growth minded person, a, a person that is fit and, and is okay with their fitness journey or diving into their fitness journey. And it just changed your whole perspective. Exactly. Like I talked to a girl this week who said that, you know, every single year, her and her husband, they do just like one of the same kind of fat diets every year, like Weight Watchers or keto or something along those lines. Every January, they lose some weight, then they fall off and they regain it. And then just like clockwork the next year, they do the same thing over and over again and doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. Now, if you like, I understand thinking in terms of like, I need to do something completely different than I've ever been told. Like I need to do a reverse diet. You're telling me I need to eat more food and that's going to help me lose weight. Like that sounds scary. That sounds uncomfortable. It it doesn't sound like it should work. And so people shy away from it because they're like, I'm going to stick with something that I've tried before that I was able to temporarily lose weight, even though I regained it and I felt miserable the entire rest of the the year. And I started over again this January at least I kind of know what to expect. So it's familiar. So I'm going to do this instead, instead of trying the new thing, going the different road that is scary, that is uncertain. But that's how you actually get the long-term results. So question number three is, am I truly giving my best right now? Your best, it's going to look different from day to day. Like you're not going to feel 100% all the time. Me this week, definitely a good example of that. Definitely was not 100% feeling this week, but those with the growth mindset, they know that they're not going to feel 100% all the time. So they don't focus on how they feel. They just focus on taking action. So whatever percentage that you are at today, whether you feel like you are 90% your best, 80%, or maybe 40%, instead of focusing on what you don't have to give and beating yourself up for feeling 40% or 80% instead of 100%, focus on what you do have to give and give the absolute best that you have to give. Give, If you have 40% to give, then you better give 40% to give. It's not 100% or 0%. You can give the best that you can. And occasionally, every once in a while, you're going to have the days where you do feel 100%. Like, maximize those days. Ride the wave. (laughs) Really lean into that. But just understand that it's not going to feel like that every day. Your best, it's going to look different from day to day. But not feeling good, not feeling 100% is not an excuse to not give the best that you can give. So that's why... The question you need to ask yourself to cultivate this growth mindset is asking yourself, how can I give my absolute best right here, right now? 
Yeah, that's awesome, Vanessa. This reminds me of the, the story, and I know you've shared it before. It's the ice cube in the room story, mm. right? It's, you know, every, any temperature above 32 degrees, pretty sure, um, yeah, um, will start to melt the ice. But what you do from zero to 32, I mean, technically, you can be like, well, it's not working. Well, it's not yeah, for the me. The ice isn't melting, so yeah, it doesn't look it like doesn't anything's do a thing. happening. But, any, but then you get to that point where you get to 32 and above, and you start seeing the physical changes, and you're like, oh, wow. I am doing something. So those days when you're feeling 40%, when you're feeling 50%, if you still show up, if you still do the work, if you still, you know, do your, your mindset work that you need to, it'll start incrementally start to make a difference in the long run. Yeah. If you give 0% of what you can give every day, except for the days that you randomly feel 100%, then you're never going to get anywhere. But if you can consistently on a day-to-day basis say, you know what, I don't feel awesome. I feel 50% today, but I'm going to give as much as I can of that 50%, then over the course of time, you're going to average out your percentage of effort so much higher to where that's how you get get where you want to be. So that leads us to question number four. Question number four is, what can I learn from that person? Now, I love this question, especially within the context of becoming more growth-minded in the health and fitness space, because It's super, super easy to feel jealous or threatened or just like for some reason just feel down or want to make excuses about yourself when you see other people succeed and you don't. Now, important thing to really stress here, I know you guys know this, but it needs to be said, when other people succeed, it does not mean that you are a failure. They might have a completely different life, a different journey, like they are in a completely different book. And not only are you comparing potentially your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 12, but we're looking at two completely different books. Their chapter one might have started in a completely different place. You might be just a totally different person, a different background, different health history, different genetics, like you are a different person. So you can't compare someone else's success to your success. Well, at the end of the day, um, what's the quote? Um, Comparison is the thief of all joy. So just don't do it. Yep. So instead of asking yourself like, why are they just so lucky? Why are they, why do they seem to be having a more of a physical transformation than me? Why am I so bad? Why, why am I a failure? Why am I struggling? Why am I not having those results? What you need to do is ask yourself, what can I learn from them? How can what they've achieved inspire me? What what kind of actions have they taken? What have they achieved? What are they doing? How can I adapt their process to what I'm doing? And, you know, an important thing to point out is like, you know, you also need to take into consideration their circumstances, their situation when you're doing that. Like you can't just necessarily apply what other people are doing to you and expect the same results. You need to understand why they're doing what they're doing, and then just identify what kind of aspects of their process or of their mindset, their systems, their actions could be applied to you because not everything is going to truly apply. And so really just (laughs) rather than getting jealous, I know guys, it's so hard to do that, but challenge yourself, say successful growth-minded people, they don't look at the other people who are having success and turn that back on themselves of like, why am I not having success and let themselves get jealous? 
They don't get threatened. Instead, they just get inspired. They learn from them. They take it with a grain of salt and they adapt it to their own circumstances, but they use other success to inspire their own. Any thoughts on that one, Omar? No, I love it. I mean, I love what you're saying. Um, the only thing I would say, because I've tried to do it in the past, is personally what I like to do, and it sounds a little weird, but sometimes if if I just cannot stop comparing myself to whatever person I see on Instagram, I like you said, I kind of take, take it with a grain of salt. I try and learn what I want to learn from that person, and then I unfollow them. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, if it's causing me to compare myself to them over and over and over, then I just remove it from my feed or Mm -hmm. my mind. Oh, 100%. If it's someone who is giving like, just giving you negative feelings, like they're just making you feel bad, just hit the unfollow button. But if it's something where you're like, man, this is triggering something inside of me and they haven't done anything wrong. There's no reason for them Mm -hmm. to be creating that. Instead of just opting straight for the unfollow button and just thinking like I'm going to remove the stimulus that's creating this emotion inside of me, turn inward and ask yourself, why are you feeling that way? What is creating that emotion inside of you? Where is that jealousy or just that feeling of like lack? Where is that coming from? Yeah, yeah. Is it coming from potentially a fixed mindset of thinking like their success means that they have something that I don't have? not recognizing that, hey, maybe they've put in work and maybe that's just something that you can learn from. Maybe ask them questions about like, hey, what what have you been doing? What works for you? I know that you have a similar job as me and yet you're still getting your meal prepping done. You're still logging your food. You're doing those things. Like what's working for you? And yeah. maybe you can learn something. And from honestly, it. I think a lot of times you'll be so surprised to find out that a lot of those people that you deem successful or that you compare yourself to are so open about what they do and they're willing to help you out exactly. and share all their tips and, and just planning that they do. So, I mean, yeah, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Question number five is who can give me critical feedback? So if you truly want to be great, you're going to have to surround yourself with people who will help you be better, will help you not just feel better. I mean, it's natural and normal to constantly want to be complimented. You know, that's why I have Omar here, obviously, to always give me compliments. But there you go. That's my compliment. Oh, for this. <laughs> just, the people love me. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Applause all around. Um, but yeah, just kidding. Um, it's normal to want to be complimented. It's, it's normal to have that. And you should have that in your life in some areas. But if you are only surrounding yourself with yes men, people who are just throwing you compliments, giving you pats on the back and telling you how great you are, you're not going to be able to ever grow. You're not going to take your life to the next level. You're not going to get where you want to be because you need people in your life who are going to be able to help you see your shortcomings where you you can ask them like, where do I need to get better? How can I level up? Because the average person, the average person does not ask those questions. The average person only wants to be told that they're doing well. Their ego isn't strong enough to be able to grow. They can't take the critical feedback. So if you don't want to be average, if you want to set yourself apart, if you want to be above average, you want to be great, you're going to have to adopt the growth mindset where you're not only going to have to embrace critical feedback, but you're going to have to deliberately seek it out. Meaning, seek it out from people who have your best intentions in mind, have a 
coach, a mentor, someone in your life who can point out when, hey, maybe this is happening because just these types of things are going on and I need to bring this kind of to your attention that like you you have this blind side and it's holding you back. And if we just work on this thing, then we're going to have that breakthrough to get to the goals that you want to have. And it might sting sometimes to get that information, but sometimes you need someone who's just going to give you that critical feedback. I think it stings every single time, or at least for me, it does. Cause I know like for me at work, I was like, you know, I got this, uh, at the end of the year, like employee review or whatever. And sometimes, you know, I get stuff that I don't necessarily want to hear, but you know, if you, if you focus on kind of the situation, you're like, you know what, my boss just doesn't see me for what I'm worth or whatever. Um, if you focus on that, then you, you harness that fixed mindset. And instead, like you said, sit back and be like, well, okay, I'm never going to be too good to get better or to try and get better. So instead, like, what can I do and, and, and understand, you know, where that person is coming Mm from. Um, and then the other thing I want to highlight too is, you know, always try to speak to somebody that, like you said, has your best interest in mind so that you don't get confused or that you don't get maybe directed in the wrong direction. Yep, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you can't be growth-minded if you don't recognize that you have areas that need to be growing. If you think you are 100% perfect, then that is 100% just a fixed mindset. And I hate to say it, but you're living in a La la land that doesn't exist and you're holding yourself back from reaching your potential. So you have to seek out the critical feedback. And, you know, important to remember too, the feedback itself, it doesn't really mean anything if you aren't going to both seek it out and apply it. So remember, don't just get the feedback, but you have to apply it as well. So those are the five questions to start asking yourself regularly to cultivate a growth mindset. Number one, going back through these is, what can I learn from this failure? Number two is how can I get myself out of my comfort zone? Number three is am I truly giving my best right now? Number four is what can I learn from that person? And number five is who can give me critical feedback? If you want to grow, if you want to be better, if you want better answers in your life, like you want better results out of your day-to-day life, you have to ask better questions. So start with these five. Let me know what you guys think of these. I would love to hear from you. Um, shoot me a DM and let's chat. Which which one of these questions resonates with you most? Which one are you feeling the most shied away from? Which one do you not want to ask yourself? I want to hear from you. Yeah. And if you guys uh, think that this episode is going to resonate with anybody, um, friends, family, share it with them, send it to them. Uh, because these are hard questions to ask yourself. But, you know, sometimes this is the the right question that you need to ask in order for you to start changing that mindset. Please share and tag us. We would really appreciate it. Yep. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.